0: What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take Time Out with Trey Mosley. I ain't gonna tell you who I am, because you're watching the show. So you know who I, well, well, it may be your first time. I'm Trey Mosley, but this ain't about me. That fella over, well, over there, because technology, you know, that's how, him. Uh, that's John Bailey. John has been doing voice acting for quite a while. Uh I know him because, and maybe most of you may know him, uh, for YouTube when he was doing some very honest trailers,
1: and still uh, still am and still doing.
0: <laughs> I'm getting there, man,
1: but he I'm has like, trans- you, been, you remember this from like thirty years ago when that- <laughs> <laughs> back in the days of old cinema. When Back John Bailey
0: was doing on his trailers. Ben Back in the day is. when Al
1: Gore invented the internet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As you can see, we're going to have some fun today. So without further ado, I give you Mr. John Bailey. Hey. How right, you doing, All right, well, thanks man? for having me on. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Um,
1: You've you know, said have- everything I was going to say, so I don't know if I still need to be here now. Well, that's all we have That's That was it. That was oh. the guy that did the YouTube stuff. Okay, well, thanks for having me <laughs>
0: But you know what's, what's cool about that? Um, I remember you going so far back, at least for me, doing like these street interviews where you're following people and
1: making trailers of it was their a, lives. Yeah. It's about the same time as Honest Trailer. In fact, the Honest yeah. came first, and then they're like, you know what, we had a funny idea for we should do like a movie voice prank where you go around and do movie trailers based on what people are doing or dressed as, et cetera. Et cetera. I'm like, that's, yeah. a, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> and then it went viral. And then people started ripping us off and doing their own version of what we did. Oh, wow. So, so now I get compared to like, you're just doing a story time with Thomas. I'm like, no, Thomas Sanders took it from us. <laughs> that's how old we are. Facts, Exactly.
0: <laughs> so tell us how, you know, some people will say, well, I never really thought about doing voiceover when someone says you had a nice voice and then they, did all the necessary steps and got into it.
1: Oh, Were you boy. someone who wanted to always pursue it? No, my story is not exactly the same as the most people that I hear when they're uh, when I hop into a live stream on TikTok or something. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm a voice actor. They're like, oh, you know what? I want to be a voice actor when I was. Young. I, I I always wanted to be a voice. You know what? I'm going to be a, every single one of them. all of a sudden instantly they want to be a voice actor. I feel like everybody secretly wants to be a voice actor, but I don't think they want to do it for the same reason like people like I did. Because I, it was not a job I even knew was a job when I was a kid. I didn't know like I want to work on cartoons with you. I thought those were that's what that's what the cartoon characters are. I like I was just a kid. How am I supposed to know? So I didn't know it was a career or anything even remotely, you know, that you could do as a job until I was in my 30s. <laughs> so oh wow. Yeah, so it was it was yeah. I've been at this uh, professionally I've been at this almost 16 years now. It will be next February eleventh. Uh, Will be 16 years professionally, but there was two years like research and develop before that. So yeah, I was in my I was in my 30s trying to figure stuff out. I mean, I I knew about it. I knew cartoons, and I uh, I started learning some about it when I was in later in life and later teenage years. Uh, my older brother was like just doing research, trying to figure stuff out back when Google was gathering information from actual people, and it was being organized <laughs> and compartmentalized. And there wasn't a lot of information about voice actors. My brother was like really into like who's who did what and getting pictures of people so that way when you type in frank welker stuff actually shows up and uh so i just kind of got interested in like oh so that's the guy who does the voice of optimus prime we didn't really know back then you know 80s cartoons they just put everybody who worked on the show they didn't tell you who papa smart was they never was told or, you who
0: they're the yeah. We had no
1: idea <laughs> i didn't know who optimus Prime was so i just it's something i always thought was cool when i was a kid and i heard uh it was actually voltron it wasn't transformers but i heard voltron's intro And I heard that amazing, exactly, Voltron, defender of the universe. And I was like, holy crap, that's the coolest voice I've ever freaking heard. And it was more of a, it was kind of a seed more than anything else, but it was like, I want to, that would be really cool to be like that voice one day that people go, whoa, I can't believe that voice came out of that person's face or that, that voice that makes people pay attention, you know, but, uh, I didn't know that full circle, I was going to end up being Optimus Prime for some stuff and being lots of Transformers and lots of things, which is like my favorite franchise to work for but uh you know that's way on down the road but I did yeah I didn't know really this was wasn't wasn't one of those things where I like I want to be a voice actor when I grow up it was just something like I would be really cool to do and until I was a teenager I didn't understand that oh people get paid to do that (laughs) 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 Uh, I still didn't think of it as a career option though until you know uh, I was I still had to be fair I I was uh like in the middle of nowhere first discovered what YouTube was and somebody's like well, you know, they have a studio that, you know, I found it on a MySpace ad. It was like a pop-up. It was like, oh, look, there's a studio for voiceover in Memphis. And I'm like, yeah, stupid, though. I'm like, well, what? what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> if the worst that can happen is they say thanks, but no thanks, then, you know, no skin off my teeth. It cost me a few minutes of my time and a little bit of gas, but that's that's not that's not worth being nervous and worry about. So, yeah, I just yeah. Uh, went into the studio and they it wasn't one of those things where i'd always been told i had a great voice uh when i was younger people didn't really think much about me doing impressions it was just like oh he's the weird little kid that does voices you know so it wasn't really like <laughs> he's gonna be a cartoon voice actor one day or he's gonna be a movie trailer guy when day. didn't nobody thought that <laughs> they all thought i was special but i don't know if it was the good kind of special because <laughs> back then special didn't mean what it means now
0: yeah special was something else you know it's funny um I, too, grew up in an environment where I was I was that kid who did impressions, who who had this wild and vivid imagination. Mm -hmm. And your family just goes, got to watch that one there. Yeah, that's the weird one. (laughs) As he walking around with a British
1: accent. This is Miami, Florida. Yeah, I was the kid riding the broom that riding the broom because I didn't have the toys to be a horse or whatever, you know. This is always in imagination, always creative, always doing voices. yeah that was me. I remember my kindergarten teacher. My kindergarten kindergarten teacher still follows me on Instagram, by the way. Wow. and I, so she she started with me in k five and taught me through third grade. And I remember getting a comment from her a couple of years ago where she where I' announced one of my first like big recognizable roles that even she would know. And she's like, I remember when you bring you brought Transformers to toys to school and you were doing the voices for all of them. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, yeah, nothing much has changed, really. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I'm not in the school anymore. No, not
0: anymore. Thank goodness. So, so tell us about the so transitioning. You're from Memphis. Originally, yeah. Shelby County. All right. Shelby County mm. in the house. I spent uh, a couple summers there. Um, well,
1: as soon lovely. as I saw your profile, I said Grill Master. I'm like, oh, we're we're bros. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They don't uh, they don't understand out here in L.A. They don't understand we invented barbecue in the South. They they have no idea what they actually have places out here that serve Memphis barbecue. <laughs> All I can think of is that J.K. Simmons mean from Spider Man. Like, you serious? <laughs> yeah, I've had nice try, barbecue. L.A. That is not Memphis barbecue.
0: barbecue. uh, L.A. has some okay barbecue, but when you start saying we're Texas style or Memphis
1: style, we got Texas barbecue. We got like no, you don't. You you threw a state above your your state or a city above your barbecue to try to sell it to people, and because they live out here, they think that that's what it actually tastes like.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, How was that transition, and and when did you decide to that? You know what? If I'm really gonna. uh, plant my feet in this thing, that that LA is the move.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of was a no-brainer, but it, just getting transitioned here with the family the size I had was not easy. So I traveled back and forth for quite a few years uh, from the time that my manager first flew me out here to sign my contract, my first manager. So that was uh, 2011, I think, 2010, maybe, somewhere around then. And uh, so I've been back and forth for quite a few years, like, you know, so it's, it's been a hot second. But I didn't live here permanently, so I've only lived here. It'll be seven years next July. So I literally oh, just okay. found found a, uh, an affordable place to stay with somebody that was nice enough to let me stay there and just kind of stay for a little bit, went back, stayed for a little bit, went back, did as much as I could. But the reason why I chose L.A., because there are other st- places you could do this. There's New York, mm-hmm. there's, there's Atlanta, but L.A. specifically, not nearly as crowded and angry as New York. Uh, not <laughs> nearly true. as hot and humid and dangerous as Atlanta, no offense. And I I really don't think there's as much voiceover work in Atlanta as people. I think it's much more on camera work, background work, whatever. Like that, a lot of films are being made there, but animation, not as much. Right. Um, and I've auditioned for a few things that are that are created in Atlanta. So I know that you don't necessarily have to be an Atlantean to you know be able to do those jobs. But L.A. specifically had free mental health care for my son, including with my insurance through sag After I got even better insurance. So it was like all the best options I could get for him. Almost all of it is free or at least covered by the insurance. So it's not out of pocket for me. So it was kind of like I can do my job there. He gets better care and he has made tremendous, tremendous progress just being in here. I feel like, I feel like I'm freaking politic. made tremendous progress, very bigly progress. He now has a dog, beautiful dog. Anyway.
0: Um, Well, no, that's good, man. Because, you know, um, and speaking of 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 just mental health as a whole, I think for what we do, uh, it's not discussed enough. No, it's because not. you can be up here and booking everything left mm-hmm. and right, and then there's a period where they're like, "John, who?" Yeah.
1: And I mean, let's you... look at the the cautionary tale of Matthew Parity. I mean. You can literally be a, making a million dollars an episode on the most popular show in the world and still end up depressed and, you know, you know I mean? yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, and I can, I get that. This town really does have that feeling of just constantly having your life sucked out of you with a vacuum cleaner because you do a thousand auditions and you book a couple of them and you think I'm not doing good enough. I haven't kissed enough, but I'm not in the right place. I'm not skilled mm-hmm. enough. I don't have the right representation. You go through a million reasons why, you and then it starts to create self doubt, and then you have sec- insecurity issues about you know the lack of confidence, in, and then it it causes it affects you to be able to hi- get hired more because all yeah. of a sudden you're not doing as good a job. So yeah, it is a lot of mental health involved, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, you must be rich and just." have all this free time in the world because you have a home studio. I'm like, you just really don't know what it's like. Do you? <laughs> like, There's so much effort. Like they, back have, and no forth in, they just have no idea how much work is actually vo- involved in this job. It is still called a job guys. It's a, job. <laughs> it uh, a job. It is a job. People just don't get it. So many people think I want to be a voice actor. As soon as they find out what we do, because they automatically assume that it means standing in front of a microphone and reading and talking, and that's not all there is to it. But that is a good chunk of it. You do have to read really well. So if you if you have trouble reading out loud or performing what you read, then maybe you should rethink this or get more training. But it's it's way so much more to it than that. I mean, I have to do whole coaching sessions to tell people out because I'm like, I'm not giving this information for free. It took me a decade, and I have to figure all this out. Yeah,
0: I've had people come to me and say, "Man, I want I want to do what you do." And I'll yep. pick up the newspaper. I said, read that paragraph
1: in 30 seconds.
0: I can't do <laughs> that. Whether you can't do what I do.
1: I get stuff like, I, oh, I can do Homer Simpson's voice. I'm like, OK, number one, that actor's still alive and, and he's not going to be recast as Homer. And number two, go get me some Shakespeare and then read it as Homer and tell me how good at Homer you are. <laughs> 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 because being able to go through doesn't mean you can read. To be or not to be that is the question you know that that, that you can't just say stuff you can't people think that they can do one line they can go oh and i'm Mickey Mouse." i'm like no dude it's it it so feels like what people think voiceover is compared to what it's actually like Mm -hmm. what it's like if you guys go you guys think it's on the skill level of going to a small town like school or church carnival where you throw ping pong balls and if it lands in a goldfish bowl you get a free goldfish it is more like sniper training for the military <laughs> to become a Navy SEAL oh, because you have to be that good at the job and you have to be good at everything you possibly can be. Because the one thing you're not prepared for, you'll get called in a studio without any pre- previous script, voice references, descriptions or anything. And they'll throw something at you that you were not ready for and, and buy your career girl. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, "Well, oh, this guy, this girl, this, this person is not ready. They they script like as soon as we had, they're like, ah, ah, ah. they didn't know how to do this accent. They didn't know how to interpret comedy they were bad at taking direct there's just you have to learn so much stuff that's why i recommend coaching and i didn't do coaching for a long time i thought it was a scam because i saw so many coaches (laughs) that are scammy out there and it's it's sad but true there are a lot of coaches out there that have so little information it's not worth your money and they're charging way too much and if you are not doing a good job they don't even they're not even honest with you and telling you like hey you're not doing great they say oh you know you need my more advanced classes or you need more coaching give me more money and, and you'll be a better voice actor that's not that's I not can't, it I can't do it, man. I, I coach affordably ish, like 250 to 500. But I give information that has like 20 years of worth of knowledge and information that can literally get you booked for, for a job. If you just listen and apply it, I'll give you a perfect example. My roommate slash protege. She goes by Foxy Ditch on all the socials. And she did that because we came up oh, with okay. a cool username. We came up with a yeah. cool username. We came up with social media profile. We did everything we could. I taught her everything I know within three months. And before that, she didn't even know what voice acting and voiceover was. Within three months, she was booking because she listened and she applied what she learned from me because I know what I'm doing at this point. But people don't want to hear it. People want to think, oh, can you get me a voice acting job? Do I look like a casting director? Can you just tell me what to do in order to be a, oh, here's a website. And then they come back. Well, I saw that website and I still don't know. I was like, well, then I don't want to help you because if you're not willing to pay for the coaching, then you're not, you don't deserve the job. It requires work. It requires an investment of your time, your effort, and you actually have to have talent. Believe it or not, you can't just talk into a microphone. Very few people have that one unique voice that does that one thing. And when they do, they still learn how to be the best at, at it that they can in order to be able to make any money from it. But it is not just walking into a studio or walking into a mi- to a microphone or having a crappy little state, getting one of your little your little your little TikTok microphones mean like in a world <laughs> it doesn't work that way, man.
0: <laughs> no, it does not. It does not. Um, legacy voices. Yeah uh, I knew this was you... cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think got, it's, it's cool because... to drink some hater aid for
1: a few folks out there. Uh,
0: They'd be all right. Um, They're mostly kids. How do you, so my question is, all right, so I know for me, there are certain voices that are quote unquote signature voices that I would love to do. But like you said, for some of those people, they're still here. So it's not like you're going to replace them. But in your situation though, it's a little different. Because doing transformers, um, we all know who Peter Cullen is, and, and well, most people Optimus know, right? Well, most, and but then, so are you. Um, yeah. did you get any kind of like? Well, he's not
1: my optimist, bro. Oh, you don't, he, don't he even does. get me started, bro. <laughs> That's a whole <laughs> podcast by itself. But I will not besmirch the name of the voice that like created the the desire to want to be a voice actor in the first place. So. Sure. Um, all I know is that I'm a much bigger fan of him than he is of me. <laughs> but for the record to be set straight for anybody who's out there spreading, I've literally seen videos like people trying to get clickbaity videos. John Bailey or hates or Peter Cullen hates John Bailey or stuff, stuff that's like in that ballpark. Oh, I'm like, man. come on, dude. Cause there was an interview that they did uh, at a convention right before COVID hit. And the question was the, 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 the story he told was completely unrelated to the question. Because they get this a lot. Like, how do you feel being recast and such and such? There it is right there. It's not that they were recast. They always offer them the job. They always say, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what we have. There are legal specific recommendations. They're like, either it's budget restrictions or it's time restrictions or it's health restrictions. Or it's just like, I'm not doing that. Or you're going to have to pay me this much money in order for me to be able to do it. Or I'm sorry, but I I got a conflict. There's a reason why John DiMaggio couldn't be Bender for the video game. He just had a conflict. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I was not going to submit. I had messaged John like, I'm not doing this unless you're, he's like, no, 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 I'm not doing this one. But when the Futurama show came around, he's like, yeah, I wanted to, but that had nothing to do with me, you know? Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, so, okay. So there's, I just ask first, just ask for it. If you have a way to ask them, like, just ask first. Because if they're, if they're auditioning for a character, that means they're trying to undercut the actor. And I know this straight from the horses mouth. Cause there's more than one horses is out there that have told me this, that they've tried to help out guys like me who are coming up as the next generation. And they're like, Oh, you're my biggest, whatever. Like, Oh, I'm going to help you out. And then he's like, okay, well, in this situation don't go in, I don't want to see you in a recasting situation and see your face there because I'm teaching you the right, you know, the, the morally ethical way to do this. And as soon as the recasting came up, they see the guy there and it's like, man, no wonder they don't trust us. And I've heard this, uh, Specifically about one particular property, and I won't mention by name, but there was one guy who was considered one of the big actors who just does it for a lot less than the other actors do. And they constantly are taking roles from that guy and giving it to the other guy because that's just how competitive this thing is. But I would personally never, because I've had an audition for like SpongeBob, and I messaged Tom Kenny and I'm like, hey, buddy, they're auditioning for SpongeBob. He's like, you know, you go on vacation one time in 27 years. <laughs> And it was just a, it was just a temporary audio thing, but he was like, "They're extremely grateful. Don't tick off the people who do the voices that you want to be. Don't tick off your legacy favorite people." I don't do that on purpose. I always double checked Is Peter Cullen able, able, or willing, or Frank Welker, whoever it is? But a lot of these games are things that they're not going to fool with. Mobile games, these little sizzle reel, the YouTube, you know, ads, stuff like that that I do yeah. voices for toys. They're basically <clears> going to say it's not in my budget. You know, the reason why I did uh, the the post-production ADR stuff for Optimus Prime for Bumblebee movie was because he refused to do it. And I don't know why people are giving me such a hard time on the internet for it, saying stay in your lane and literally threatening me in my life over stuff like this. Cause I'm like, look, I wasn't the final voice in the movie guys. I know he complained about it, but he's the only one complaining about Bumblebee movie. Everybody loves the movie. Everybody loves Optimus Prime oh, no, in I the love movie. It. He was complaining about how the close-ups look bad and the mouth. Because he was had to do a bad impression of me doing a bad impression of him. It's like, it sounds kind of like you're a little concerned because I did a good job. That's what it sounds like. But I wasn't after your job, bro. I'm just here to fill in. I'm just your understudy. I'm not here to undercut anybody. Right. But when it comes to things that he's just like, no, I'm not doing that. Because people don't understand, films have different sizes of budgets. There's a reason why they did the voice acting the way they did in Bumblebee movie compared to the movie before. it. The movie before it had a massive budget, ten times bigger. And it was a huge box office flop. So they had a tenth of the budget, and they did what they could. And they, I triple-checked, does he want to? Is he able and willing? and they kept just like hang on let us get back. I was like no, we don't think. I was like no, 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 go back and double make sure. I want to know 100% positive and give me a real reason why he's not doing it because if not I think you I think you're just trying to uh, take his job from him because sometimes they'll, they'll, they they just want to get get the booking, right? Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, and it's not this that, you know, I'm trying to replace Optimus Prime or become the next Optimus Prime or the new Optimus Prime. I just love Transformers, guys, and I happen to be very good at that particular voice, but I've done 20 plus Transformers voices for multiple projects. I love it. Exactly. So it's not like and, – and a lot of people are just forgetting because they just are too young to know. But there's been like seven voices of Optimus Prime, guys. I'm not even the second or third. I'm way down right. the list. Yeah. It was it was Peter Cullen. Then it was uh, Gary Chalk. Then it was David mm-hmm. Kay, Then it was yes, Neil Kaplan. <laughs> then Rick Sellers does the American greeting cards and some of the Yeah, That toys. is correct. There's yep. just it, I'm way down. Jake Fouché for the the anime stuff and then yeah. me and then Alan Tudyk. And I like I'm just kind of mixed in there, guys. There's a whole bunch of folks. Be mad at everybody. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. It ain't just me. Yeah. So I feel like I ha- at this point I have to say, OK, Optimus Prime is not Peter Cullen's character. Optimus Prime is Transformers slash Hasbro's character. That's what a legacy character is. They own that character he is iconic he created that voice he's an amazing voice actor he's perfect for that he's my favorite voice just barely more than keith david's that's like neck and neck with those the best voices in my opinion in my entire lifetime that are still living in here with us so i'm I'm not going to try to get rid of my favorite voice guys (laughs) so but yeah that does happen the legacy character character comes out and there's an issue or somebody ages out or they retire or they have Health effects or t- time limitations, whatever. There's always a reason why that happens. Uh, there's a guy that does more than one guy that does Donald Duck. There's more than one guy that's done Mickey Mouse. Very rarely has it been like there's been one voice of SpongeBob, but now that's not true anymore. Now there's a new little kid show where there's a kid doing the voice of SpongeBob. You know, I mean, how many times wow. have they recast Dora the Explorer?
0: <laughs> <They keep laughs> aging, aging out. you see yeah, they
1: they age out. It's like, I mean, it's just the, it's a thing that happens, guys. Sometimes people I'm pass 19. away, no, people I get old. Anymore. I mean, I doubt Alan uh, uh Alan Oppenheimer could manage to do a four-hour video game session at his age now. Skeletor is like 90, guys. <laughs> like some there's a reason why Mark Hamill came in as the new Skeletor and not Alan Oppenheimer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <laughs> <No>. know. <laughs> and I, I think
0: um, you know, fans are just uh I don't know. So some fans are just obsessed with, with, with a thing and they I, have I, to realize that it's a business. Yeah, you is. know, from from our side, we see it as we get an opportunity to lend our voices to uh, some great characters. Yes. Yeah. The stuff that you just want to do this
1: job in the first place. Yeah.
0: And we get it. We, we know that Peter is the guy who is the original yeah. voice and everybody heard it. But guess what? He can't voice. Every iteration of Optimus Prime, he exactly. wouldn't have time to do it. So you exactly. got to find other people to do it. And 100%. you happen to be one of them. And I think you're dope.
1: I so appreciate that very much. Thank to
0: you. Those who out there like, well, he's not mine.
1: <laughs> the thing is, everybody has their version of it. Like my kids, their Optimus Prime was David K. They watched Transformers animated growing up. So it's yeah. like they're not even like they know Optimus Prime, but the one from the movies, that's a different Optimus to them. You know, so it's like I, I'll give you a perfect example of how I don't need any hater aid from anybody out there because I get it enough at home. I have a special needs don't 20-year-old do son. It. Don't you do it. 20- his- <laughs> I have a 20-year-old special needs son. And I, he's been bugging me and bugging me to play the VR game that I worked on. So I finally managed to set up the PlayStation in the living room so they could get a chance to play over the Thanksgiving break because it's this yeah. holiday weekend. They're out of school. And I'm like, he's been really good. He hasn't been violent or aggressive and yelling and screaming. He's been doing good. So he's been staying under control. I'm going to let him play this game. He starts playing. He's so excited. He's like... Oh, thank you, Daddy. Where? Who is that Optimus Prime? I'm like, and I was just going through. I was like, "That's me. That's me." Because I did all the male voices in this game, and it got to Optimus, and he's like, "But where is Peter Cullen?" I'm like, "Busy." They asked him first, but I'm all the voices in this. He's like, "Well, I like Peter Cullen's Optimus voice better." Oh, <laughs> like, wow! I was like, yeah. and I said, "Well, does Optimus Prime does does Peter Cullen pay for your food and your clothes <laughs> and your house and your, and, your, and this video game and let you play it?" No. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, cause okay. this
1: prime with, pay for with, that
0: playstation that you're playing on right with, now. with runs like these, who needs an enemies? <laughs> so why't transform
1: and roll out on that? What's funny but, though, uh, is he tells he tells other people all the time he'll ask them to do a voice, and my daddy does it better. <laughs> with me he's like oh i like Peter," and i'm like dude everybody likes peter cullen better but peter cullen doesn't pay your bills i do and daddy needs the work daddy's still got kids he does not his kids are all grown that is correct (laughs) he's just making he's just making funeral money at this point (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna get a really nice like marble building to put his you know he better stick around for a long freaking time so help me (laughs)
0: So how did you get into doing uh, impersonations? Why are, are you a natural mimic?
1: Um, well, for starters, there's a difference between uh, a sound alike, like uh, mm-hmm. ADR, ADR voice matching stuff, and just doing impressions and doing mimic sound alike stuff. Uh, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I started off with Sesame Street characters and just kind of got better as it went along. But I never knew this. I never knew this was a job. Uh, this is not even when I was doing voiceover. I didn't know about ADR. I didn't find out at, about ADR until. I'd say a good five to eight years after I got started. And I'd only ever done commercials, characters, video games. You know, I'd done a little bit of anime, but I hadn't done any kind of looping or ADR sound voice match, whatever. And then one day my manager normally doesn't get this kind of stuff. Normally they just do trailer or whatever. And they sent this thing out for hotel Transylvania. He's like, you need to do it, Adam Sandler. And he's like, he's doing a weird accent, but you can like, listen to it. I was like, yeah, this is easy. And then I booked like 60 spots doing Sandler. And they're like, oh, we'd wow. like to sign you. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> so, Apparently that opened the door for ADR and that's become a big chunk of my manager's business. And now I, that's, that's the big chunk of what I do. I'm filling in for every, let's see this year so far, let me think. Uh, I filled in for Ryan Reynolds, for Chris Hemsworth, Steve Buscemi. This um, is the other guy I'm thinking. I'm blanking on the name. Did a little Jason Momoa and uh, uh, Colin, Colin Firth, Farrell, the one that's the Irish one. Scottish one, whatever that one. First, <laughs> the one that was in the the one that was in Jolly's. White guys look alike, man. I can't capture. Uh The one that was in the the, the Daredevil Affleck film. <laughs> that one. That would be Pharaoh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bullseye. So yes. Yeah. I get. I fill in for people all the time, and it, it's more than what you think. It's uh, sometimes it's too You can you can always tell when somebody has done. Well, you may not be able to tell he did a sound like, but you can tell the difference between when they got a sound alike to do a line for a trailer and when they cobbled it together like Frankenstein's monster, because when they edit together a sentence, you can re- there's a, there's one recently. Brian Cranston plays a guy in it and he, they cop they edited together his line so bad it is monstrously like, you know, you could tell usually if they want it to sound smoother and better, most of them will hire an ADR guy to come in. Like we need, Brian Cranston's too busy. We need this done in 15 minutes. It's mainly because of the time limits. They're like, we just need to sound like to fill in this line. So I'll come in and do Brian Cranston's voice. We're done when I say we're done. And then they'll slip that line in. Nobody even knows it wasn't me. I don't get credit for it. It doesn't go on IMDB. It still pays a decent amount of money. And you can do lots of those jobs. And because it's only one or two sentences, those jobs are super quick, especially if you're good at it. But I have to be, a different kind of good. I can't just be like, oh, that's a good impression. It has to be like, oh, I didn't even know they replaced the voice. I had no idea that was you. And that happens all the time because I, d- I have to be that good. In fact, one of the biggest compliments I ever got, I get to work in person with Michael Bay and not tooting Michael Bay's horn or anything because, I mean, we all know. Um, but while we were there, I was filling in for Ryan for uh, Reynolds for a film and I heard him not talking directly to me but talking to an engineer and I was standing a little further away from him. He goes, man, he's not only, he uh, you know, not only sounds like Ryan Reynolds, he can act as good as Ryan Reynolds. And that's the more important part, being able to match them so well that in a film or a trailer or a TV show that you just never even know. In fact, there's some shows I'm not even allowed to say what I did, but I'm literally filling in for the main actors and you don't even notice because I'm just that good at the job. So there's a big difference between the mimicry thing and the impression thing and the sound alike stuff that that's a whole other creature. I think there's room in the business for the sound alike you know, impression, whatever. But only on social media don't don't in fact if you really want to be a voice actor for real for serious professionally maybe don't do impressions of cartoon characters that act whose actors are still here you know unless you've booked them before there's a reason why i do transformers i booked them all and i'll I'll do a couple others like winnie the pooh i booked him too but i don't want to replace jim cummings because they already have their winnie the pooh i don't want to make an enemy you know what i mean i don't want to make somebody like oh he because what i was told directly from uh, one of the horses is was that they will use somebody like me to leverage jobs over them. Like, well, if you don't Bro. take this money for this job, we'll just recast you as John Bailey. We got a guy. I mean, will he'll do it for half this rate. And I'm yeah. not going to go and replace the Rob Paulsons and the Maurice LaMarches. I want to work with Keith Davids and all these yeah. I don't want to replace their characters. I want to work with them. Man. Hopefully that that fills in the gap. But I was, I was told no. very early on, like, you know, never, you'll never get anywhere in this business doing impressions by somebody that's pretty important in the voiceover business. I won't say who, but you know his name. Uh, anyways, he was like, yeah, you, you're 10, 15 years away from a career and you'll never get anywhere doing impressions from a guy who literally does impressions to how he got it started in his own career. So uh, I'm like, uh, don't uh, don't true. listen to that bull crap. That is not true. I have at least three people I know. Brian Holt, Brock Baker, Shelby Young. Uh, Anna Brisbane. Four, four people off the top of my head who got into voiceover professionally just from doing impressions on the internet, mostly. And to be fair, Shelby Young started off acting on camera. She was like in Lazy Town way, way back in the day. So she had a little more experience than the others. But a lot of their content is literally here's a hundred cartoon characters. And it's just becoming a little more okay because the generation above me and you they're starting to kind of accept, like they, they're they doing this because they love those characters, because they love those yeah. actors. They're not out to try to replace them. They just, they have to be careful though. And I understand why, like what I just said, they can use people like that who are hungry to be in the business. They will be willing to work. Yes, I would love to be the next Daphne and replace Gray Delisle. No, I don't wanna, I, I wouldn't wanna replace Gray. I don't I would wanna start at the bottom and be like, oh, I wanna be a background character in a thing that Gray's in, rather than be like, oh, I'm the new Daphne, sorry, Gray. You don't want to do that because you will yeah. very soon develop this reputation and other actors will be like, I'm not working with that person. They're kind of come in here and blah, blah, blah. I worked with somebody. I will not mention the name. Got hired off of TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, because he did impressions. In a professional setting, this guy failed miserably over and over because he didn't know any. He had no coaching and no training. He wasn't a voice yeah. actor. He was an impressionist. He did his cartoon impressions of other people's characters. And when he was brought into a real job, he kept breaking the rules of the job. Like, dude, if you would know all this stuff, if you'd done the right, done your research and gotten good at it, it's not just about, oh, you can do funny voices and you can improv a little bit. Then you can do the job. It's, that's what I, we first started talking about. See how it comes full circle. Exactly what we first started talking about. You can't just up and talk into a microphone and do a job that guy might not ever get hired back because of how bad he did. I mean, he had to literally be called out by the director because he did it like three times in a row. (laughs) So don't be that guy. Don't you be like, Oh, I'm good at impressions. So I'm going to be whatever, you know, don't try to come up with your own original characters, get coaching. There's just, I'm not going to give you all the stuff for free. It's like, Trey's not going to, but there's just so much more that you need to do before you can just jump in there. Like I didn't just jump in here. This didn't just happen. I didn't just have a whisper room and an awesome microphone and all this all the software connected. I didn't know what I was doing at all. My first microphone was a freaking stage mic. You know how bad those <laughs> are for voiceover? <my> <laughs> in fact, I even had it on one of those crinkly pulpit things that go, if like you bumped it, it made the more Yeah. On the planet.
0: Dude. I remember my first setup. Uh, so I lived in a, had a one bedroom apartment and I got a little small desk from Walmart. That was what I, I got had, too. It was little, I, had S, I had a, I had an AKG Perception 220 microphone (laughs) in a 40 foot XLR cable because I didn't have enough space. So I had the mic in my closet. So I would, and had my laptop in the living room. So I hit record, sprint (laughs) into the closet and catch my breath, like, and go read whatever I got to read, give it a few takes, and go all the way back in the front stop and then edit and i didn't know how to compress i didn't know how to take out breaths i'm like all right and i'm gonna send this off uh (laughs) and go and i'm like nobody's (laughs) calling it was a good read no one's calling (laughs) and luckily i found a guy that was local in jacksonville he's like let me listen to your stuff and he had had the cans on he's like yeah reads good What's all that stuff in the background? I'm like, what stuff in the background? Why are he like a hum and there's a? I said, oh, cause the the AC was on and that's the refrigerator. He's like, Mm-mm. yeah, you you can't have all that in there. Nope, you that. can't. And yeah, and I had to learn how to find. He's like, instead of, he said, next time you go recording your closet, close the door. <laughs> so Some that people way, don't have
1: to outdoors, know. Some people have to be told that, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but and, I mean, I thought and, my,
0: go ahead. No, I just want to say, it's just a lot of trial and error. And then yeah. you, you start to learn things as you, as you progress. And you're like, oh. This is
1: why I tell I, people to get coaching. You don't have, you can avoid all the trial. I, I did the same thing. You spent 10 years doing trial and error and you could, probably could have learned a lot of that stuff if you just coached 10 years previously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I thought I my had, situation was no idea.
1: I had a half bathroom. I didn't have a closet. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to soundproof a bathroom, <laughs> all the porcelain, everything to reflect all that sound off.
0: But you know, growing uh, up, a lot of people think that's the, the ideal place. Yeah, I say, yeah, really if you're is. a singer, it is. Hmm.
1: But oh, the got used, great acoustics for yeah, for if you want to have an echo in your stuff. Yeah, if you, if you want to sing, the I got, bathroom. I got, is got the one, place. I got ceramic floors. <laughs> I got ceramic. Oh, I had everything yeah, in there was made to bounce sound around. Like this is, I had to pad that thing so hard that was like four inches on those walls. Wow. And then, and I had to tell everybody, okay, if you have to go to the bathroom, that's great. Do not flush it, because <laughs> the pipes would pick up in the microphone because it would go underneath into my bathroom. And then my plush in the <laughs> toilet. Exactly. In a world. <laughs> <homeless.
0: laughs> <laughs> That's you know, I um and I I talk to people now, I, I don't coach as much because I don't have the time. But every now and then I will get people who will say, Hey, I got this thing. Uh, will you take a listen to it? not listen to it. I'm like, well, all right. So what, what's your question? Well, how does it how does it sound to you? And I'll hear certain things in the background. I'm like, well, first of all, change your battery, because uh, and every time you're talking, I'm like, what is the beep? Oh, that's my smoke, um, smoke that's alarm. My smoke alarm. Like,
1: yeah. has got a battery out there trying to record. So change that first and oh, foremost. everything else sounds pretty good. I don't, the worst situation I, don't... I had was there was a there was a. It took me a long time to figure it out, but basically there was a power cord too close to the microphone cable and mm-hmm. it was just causing this buzz that I could not freaking yeah. figure out because the road NTK has its its own separate power supply so it's oh, okay so it has a beep it has a beefier sound but it's like I can't get the cables too close to each other <laughs> mess it up get that nice
0: hum in it um what do you think is your biggest uh if we start from year one to to year 16, how would you say you've grown as a voice actor?
1: Are you kidding me? In every category? <laughs> <laughs> I went from being those people that asked the questions that we were talking about to being the guy who gives the answers. How about that? <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Uh, a lot of it was exactly what you talked about. Just trial and error. Just I just did. Believe it or not, the majority of what you need to know is free on the Internet if you just know where to look for it. In fact, I cannot I cannot. I don't I don't think D Bradley Baker loves me <laughs> like he he barely knows me. But I, it was probably not the best idea to introduce myself as like, oh, I did the voice of your characters for the toys and commercials because he didn't get those jobs. <laughs> but that's wow. just how that's how Hasbro works. Like they don't do the main actors for anything other than the triple A titles, the movies and the shows. Everything else is sound alike. And I that was a, my one of my very first job second month doing at, at auditions and I book Star Wars. So I was really I was really proud of it. But I was also like only been a professional for a few years when I met De, So probably not the best way to introduce myself. Anyway, he made them an amazing website called I want to be a voice for people who keep asking all of us that same question. And I'm sure Trey's got it a million times. I know I've got it a million times. But there's a longer answer to my question. I did write a little book and I haven't published it yet. But the basic info is out there. And there's then there's plenty of other sites out there like it. There's just just research it, man. I mean, I I doubt anybody's even gone to their major the, the closest major city. This is an easy trip tip tip for anybody. Go to Google. You know what a Google is. It's worth a Google. Google it if you don't know what Google is. Go to Google and type in post-production and your closest major city. And you would be shocked to find out that there's work pretty close by to you if you live close to a major city. I tell
0: people that. At least three times a month. I just told someone that
1: nobody knows. Monday. They just don't know this stuff. I looked like a week up. and a
0: half ago. He was like, Man, I can't find any work. I'm like, dude, what I used to do and still do. I still will do, google yeah. top top 50 production companies in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no work there. I got okay. jobs in Memphis.
1: I didn't know there were studios in there either. You don't know until you freaking look. That's the problem. Yeah. People people don't want to look. They want you and me to hand it to them on a silver platter when we did all the work. That's millennials for you, man. <laughs> you, you got, I feel sad got. for the next generation of cartoons being voiced by people who have no idea what they're doing. They're gonna be like cling, 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 drip, drop, water, splish, splash. They're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be no capping up in the microphone booth, speaking gibberish, no, you know, skibbity in all the lines. <laughs> <laughs> ye- ye- yeeting some good performances. No cap bro. I think there's
0: some there's some there's some good uh up and coming young people. there are there really are For the but most, man,
1: part. most of, like okay I'll give you a perfect example. My two kids always they're like we want to be voice actors and I'd put them in a little thing every once in a while that I was producing myself, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll give them something really simple and easy to do, but they never expressed any more interest in learning and like well I I teach you if you want to learn how to do this. So I started trying to teach them. They just they just weren't interested. I mean, they're kids. They have very short attention spans and kids can be voice actors. There's tons of kids doing voiceover work mm-hmm. uh, and there's tons of voice actors, kids who booked voiceover work. So I just like, oh, that'd be cool. But then they never they never really tried hard. And I said the first homework that I gave them was like, try reading out loud, practice reading out loud. So that way you get used to speaking out loud and get more confident and build up your, your security in, in, in yourself that you can you know say something live in front of other people because you got to start somewhere. Never did it. Neither one of them. And then I took them to my agency like an idiot because I was like, oh, they probably think this was cool. I'll be a cool dad for doing this. They'll get to meet some, you know, semi-famous folks. And maybe who knows? You never know who's going to be at the office. And so I go in there and I'm in the booth. When I come back out, my agent wants to talk to me. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, so your kids say that they want to get into voiceover so maybe we can talk about getting them signed i'm like what the freak they have no experience no training no nothing all of a sudden they want to get signed by an agent that's not how the business works but that's exactly no. what people the next generation below us think that's how the business works oh i want to be a voice editor give me an agent no you have to earn that they have to feel like you're hireable and you're already making money doing this job etc et et exactly
0: yeah no I, it's it's um my mom reaches out to me at you know at least a few times a month
1: Hey, oh, the lady so in my mother,
0: church, she, she does <laughs> church announcements and she's like, she wants to get in the voice acting. I'm like, no, nah, mama, we talked about this. <laughs> she wants to do what you do. I'm like, okay. And I'll mm-hmm. call and, and tell the people. So, so what do you really do? Here's what I do. And then I tell them, I said, now, do you have a, a studio you can go to? Well, no. Is there a room in your house that you can isolate? And treat, so you can go practice and, and record. And well, no, nope. <laughs> I thank you for your time, ma'am. You have you have a good thank day. you.
1: Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta be ready. You know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I, I'm I'm curious yeah. what you hear the most. Do you hear? A lot of people think that I have a great voice or I've always wanted to be a voice actor kind of, which one do you hear the most? Cause I hear the people tell me I have a great voice more than any other thing when they want to ask me about voiceover questions. And I'm just like, that is not. I think I- it's,
0: I think it's sifted in the past few years. It used to be the, hey, I've heard I've had a great voice. So people tell me now it's, you know watching you work has been so inspiring. Oh, I think yeah. I want to do that.
1: I get a lot of those too. You're the reason why I want to be a voice actor. Can you give me cash? Can you give me an agent? Can you tell me? I'm like, okay, you can't just like buff my halo for two seconds. And then be like, give me everything for free, please.
0: (laughs) And while I, you know, I enjoy that. I'm like, look, thank you. First of all, because I'm glad you enjoyed the work, but, you can tell people who are really serious about it, mm-hmm. because when you say do this thing, they'll go do it. Okay, I've done that. What's next? Okay, now do this thing. Okay, did that. Now what's next? And they're they're starving, so every time you feed yeah. them something, okay, I ate that. Now what? Okay, drink that. Yeah, they're hungry. Okay, I drank that. Now what? That's, Those people. That's I my protege like in there.
1: Them. That's what she does. She's like, dude, you tell me what to freaking do, and I will freaking do it. Uh, I I helped her get a, a hosting gig for a trivia show and she's she's she got such a much higher IQ than I do it took me a long time of trial and error to figure out this job she went it took me four times hosting this trivia show on on my day to get as good as she was by the end of her first day So because he even pulled me to the side first, like I was a little concerned at first because she seemed like, oh, I'm not so sure. But I was like, dude, just give her two seconds to warm up. I promise she will get this like that. That's the kind of people that can do this job. The people that are hungry and motivated and they absorb everything like a sponge. They don't just learn it. They apply it and they get as good at it as they can. And they're like, okay, what's next? I got this down. Give me something else. And they're willing to do whatever it takes, you know, uh, and when I say whatever it takes, I mean, obviously there's a few things that I would be like, don't do that. You know, if there's pentagrams and blood and, you know, children involved, yeah. there's plenty of that crap in Hollywood already. So we would like <laughs> thankfully, to this has been a, this has been a virgin baby eating free job for me so far. <laughs> there you go.
0: Good.
1: good. That's good to know.
0: It's good. So, right. What's a, what's a job. And, and I ask a lot of people this, um, if you had the dream gig or
1: have you already done it? I mean, I have a, I have like a bucket list of cool nerd stuff that I wanted to do working for star Wars, working on an, an animated series for network, being a main, you know, character. I've finally got to check that one off. It's not out yet. Um, being the voice of any actual transformer alongside the original voice of Optimus prime in a professional you know, officially yeah, official Transformers thing. I checked that one off when I did Bumblebee movie. So I'm like, I didn't think that one going to get checked off for decades, but there it is. But the main one that I have not booked yet that I almost booked, but because of technical issues, they ended up letting me go and bringing back the guy that they used to work with. Uh, oh. Being the voice, uh, the the, pra- the promo voice for either a show or an entire network because that job would fund everything else I want to do. <laughs> that is the job where you're literally making the millions of dollars, not the jobs that we do. The jobs that we do, we have to go gig to gig to gig just to pay the bills. People just don't understand. Yes, it looks good on paper when you make thousands of dollars a month as opposed to a few hundred dollars or just barely a thousand, a couple thousand dollars a month. But when your bills, your bills, the, bill, the, the stuff you have to pay for to live cost almost $7,000 a month and you have no money left over afterwards, even if you can attain that $7,000. And then there's always like what happened this month. I freaking got... Uh, a SAG after bill on top of a tax bill on top of a oh your SAG your SAG insurance dues seven hundred and fifty dollars they're due at the end of the month that's you know how much money that's three thousand dollars right there bro <laughs> Come yeah on. and people don't realize these bills are constantly popping up for us it's like they they finally get it once they're here like man this job requires you to freaking just keep going and grinding and grinding and grinding you don't most of our jobs are not credited we don't get IMDb credits for them. We don't get residuals for most of them. We're just constantly trying to work. And that's why we're constantly trying to learn and increase our skill set so that we can find other jobs to book so we can keep going. Because very few people like, I mean, we learned it. During, a lot of people didn't know this. But during the strike, you found out that like nine, almost 90 percent of SEC after members don't even make twenty seven thousand dollars a year to qualify for insurance. Yeah. That was and crazy. you know how much you know, how little twenty seven thousand dollars goes in L.A. You can't live off twenty. You need. 10 times that to live off of that if you have a family like mine absolutely but they will learn so the hard way but they'll learn yeah the hard <laughs> they way. never learn when we just tell them like we're, we're trying to give i think people think we're gatekeeping the, the job and i'm not that kind of guy i think this job is plenty big enough where anybody can try it i don't think everybody's great for it but i am more than willing to teach you you know the other people willing to teach you how to do the job it's just don't go out there and not be good at it and be like, I don't understand what happened. It's if you're good at all and you actually get coaching and you actually go out there and you do the job and you work hard and you keep working hard, it's not going to fall on your lap. It requires literally constant work and constantly making connections and making your own stuff. And just there's so many yeah. freaking factors, but it is not sitting there doing nothing with your hands underneath your, your butt, waiting for jobs to come along. And it's not just standing in front of a microphone and as like I just said, 90 percent of people in this industry are barely making poverty level money. So in order to make any money out here, minus your bills, I'm lucky to have any money left over at the end of the month. Amen to that. So
0: um, in closing, um, I ask all my guests because the name of the show is, you know, take time out um, when the mics are off, the cameras are off. And it's just you and and your kids. And you're like, all right,
1: I'm not doing any work today.
0: What do you do to take time out for yourself, man?
1: Ah, uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap up because it's a long. I had lots of stuff. I am very good at distracting myself, but I tend to work out. Um, this is the short answer. I go on hikes. Uh, where I got a, I got, I got a gym from a very not- notable voice actor named Dave Fenoy. Thank you, Dave, ah, for an incredibly. So good you So yeah, I don't have to go to gyms and worry about COVID or worry about being embarrassed for my body size. I mean, I lost a lot of weight, but you know, but, but yeah, working out helps clear your mind. It's good for your your body and uh, there's some things that I do that are mutually beneficial for my career as well as mm. kind of a mental break but they can also be kind of uh, mentally stressful as well doing stand up doing uh, karaoke can seriously build up your confidence and your get over insecurity it just i'll just give you an example go do an open mic night and it doesn't matter if you bomb or not just do it and then go do an audition in your at your home and see the difference that you feel when you're like nobody's watching nobody's like, man, all the pressure's off. There's no live audience here. So it's like, it help, really helps with your job. And it can be fun. You might actually end up being good at it. But it's definitely something to do with your time off. But yeah, mainly just hiking. That's about it. Right. I watch you a lot of TV, hurt, of man. course, but I get tempted to work <laughs> when I watch television. I'll come up with voices or I'll come up with ideas and I'll start writing stuff next thing. I know, I'm working again.
0: That's usually how it is.
1: How can the folks find you on the socials, man? I'm super easy to find Epic Voice Guy on every plat- major platform and uh, also website, but it's being updated. So just ignore the information that's on it. But it is going to be updated soon. I just there's so many cool things coming out. I've been waiting to update my demo for forever. And I learned from a, a couple of very big voice actors back in. Like, you have to update update your demo demos like set, well, at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. And I'm like, man, I haven't updated my demo in like five years. <laughs> just been too busy to do it. And I have a lot of cool stuff on it, but it's like, when, when, when do I have time to put all this together? It's like trying to find time to itemize your deductions.
0: Amen to that. Well, folks, he's John Bailey. I am Trey Mosley. And thank you all for watching another episode of Take Time Out. And take some time out for yourself. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley podcast, part of the Titan Media Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. To see the video version of this, you can find us on YouTube on the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley YouTube page. Thanks for listening, or thanks for watching. Either way, we'll see you next time.